this top secret sector has been sealed off from the rest of the world since its inception. According to Uncle Sam, there was no such thing as Area 51 until 2013. We'll meddle in this mysterious enigma in the middle of the nuclear Nevada desert. We have an all-access pass to the absolutely alluring Area 51 on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 everybody. This is an amazing moment here. This is the first episode of the third season. And the only reason we have a third season coming up is thanks to you guys. So thank you so much for supporting the show in season one and two and for being such a big part of everything I do here when I produce this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Remember, guys, if you have any suggestions for shows in the future, you can tell me what your suggestions are. Send them to me on social media or wherever you can find me. I'm not hard to find. In fact, you can find all my social media links over at albertoalonso.com. I think that's pretty easy to remember. And remember, there's also a bonus part to each of these episodes, as well as weekly and monthly classes with me. You can also get PDF worksheets and vocabulary sheets sheets and all that just by becoming a patron. That's right. If you become a patron, you will be a member of our curious community over on Patreon. And if you want more information, you can check it out. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And you can find out about all the different options. So I just want to send a shout out before we begin to all my patrons, every level, especially our super duper students, Javier, Francisco. Francisco, Tony, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Francisco, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. You guys rock. Keep up the great work. And if you guys want to find out more, just check out patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso or drop me a line and I'd love to give you a free sample to see what you're missing out on. And to miss out on is perder algo. All right, well, guys, as you know, we'll delve into a different topic on this show on every episode. Every week, we tackle a different topic. And if you haven't figured it out, this week it's... Area 51. That's right, as you know, Area 51, one of the most secretive places in the world. Let's take a look at the intro, and then we'll look at some fun facts about this mysterious place, which is shrouded in mystery. This is a great expression. If something is shrouded in mystery, está tapado, tapado, or maybe you would say cubierto en misterio. Vamos, que hay misterio por todas partes. And be very careful with that word mystery. You don't know how many times I've seen my students spell that word with an I. There's no I. It's Y. Mystery con dos Y's. 
I started off by saying this top secret sector has been sealed off. And to be sealed off means sellado. Sealed off from the rest of the world since its inception, right? Since it began. Then I said, according to. You guys have to know how to say this. According to is segun. So according to Uncle Sam, and for those of you who don't know, Uncle Sam is another way that we say the U.S. government. So according to Uncle Sam or the U.S. government, there was no such thing. And this is a good structure to know. If we say there's no such thing, it's que no existe. So they said, they claimed that there was no such thing as Area 51 until 2013. That's right, 2013, until pretty recently. And some more alliteration up ahead. Then I said, we'll meddle in. And metal, I know, it sounds like the word metal. But in this case, metal is intrometerse, meterse. It's a way of saying interfere. In fact, the adjective we use is meddlesome. I remember people saying to me, I don't mean to be meddlesome. No quiero intrometerme. That's a difficult word for me to say. But it sounds a bit like metal, especially if you're an American. So metal, M-E-D-D-L-E. I said, we'll meddle in this mysterious enigma. And I think you know that word because, well, it's a, one of these words that's easily recognized. And I said, it's in the middle of the nuclear Nevada desert. Now, why did I say nuclear desert. Well, this is where they did a lot of tests for nuclear weapons. Well, not just nuclear weapons, for all kinds of weapons. And I want to take a look at that word really quickly because I've often heard students say weapons. And it's not weapons, it's weapons. Y si te cuesta decir esto, siempre puedes decir arms, para armas. And then you heard the sound effect of a gate Closing, like top secret, sealed off. And then I said, we have an all-access pass. Eso es, vamos a entrar a acceder a todas partes hoy to the absolutely alluring. And something that is alluring, this is a really good word to know. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, there's a magazine called Allure. So if something is alluring, it's attractive. It's appealing. And I think part of what makes Area 51 so uh, exciting, so appealing, so attractive to people is that we don't exactly know what's going on there. And we're going to take a look at a lot of different theories and we'll take a look at some facts as well. But as many of you know, this place has existed for a long time. In fact, they gave the name of the place, the official name, which is kind of interesting. The official name was Watertown, uh, and it was a test site, a test site, as I said, for weapons. That name was given in 1956. So there was something going on out there in 1956. But it didn't exist if you asked anybody who worked for the U.S. government. You couldn't even find it on maps. 
So, of course, that piqued people's interest, and they said, hmm, what's going on behind closed doors? And so today, I'm going to present you with a couple different ideas, some theories, some facts, and hopefully you guys will be able to decide. You'll come up with your own opinion on Area 51. So I guess we could just start out with what is Area 51 now that it officially exists? Well, Area 51 is the common name of a highly classified USAF facility. Now, what does USAF stand for? United States Air Force. That's right. It's a facility that is located in Nevada. And do you remember something else that's located in Nevada? Las Vegas. That's right. So when they were doing a lot of these nuclear tests out there, before anybody knew about this base, they knew that there were nuclear tests, but nobody had said the word Area 51. But these nuclear tests, they attracted tons of people. Now, knowing what we know now, maybe it's not the best tourist attraction. You know, the whole radiation thing, it kind of freaks me out. Me asusta bastante. Can you believe it? People used to go there with their lawn chairs, sus sillas plegables, and watch these uh, bombs being detonated in the Nevada desert. Sounds like a blast. <laughs> okay, that was a really bad joke. But did you get it? Blast, explosion. Uh, it was a blast. Lo pasaron muy bien. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, and this is the thing, too. Area 51, we don't really know. This is, we're just getting some information because it's still top secret. Remember, the only thing they've done so far is confirm that it exists, but nobody knows what goes on over there. We do know that it has a lot of nicknames. So if you're a pilot and you're flying near the region, and I say near the region because you can't fly over this base, you need some serious permission and you're not going to get it unless you're one of them, unless you're in the Air Force and you work on this base. But the name is Homey Air port. They also call it Groom Lake, which is the name of this dried up lake that's on the premises. And this is where, well, planes take off and land. Well, supposedly, we'll find out more about what we think goes on. It is definitely a place that has no shortage of nicknames. They also call it Paradise Ranch. Another name is Watertown. As I said, that was the official name given to it in 1956. They also called it Dreamland. They also called it Site Number Two because when they were developing these weapons and these planes, they realized that everybody knew what was going on over in California. It was really difficult to keep things secret. So that's why they moved out to this base, this area that was used for nuclear testing, and supposedly started to work on all kinds of technology, which we will talk about later on. But imagine, dreamland. Paradise Ranch it sounds like a place you want to go to. 
but I highly recommend you avoid this place at all costs. And a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about the security over there as well. Let's just put it this way. I wouldn't recommend you go anywhere near the premises. According to the U.S. Air Force, this is a place, and I'll read it right from their website here, it is an open training range. So it is a place where they do training, but it's a place that also people are a little bit skeptical about. We don't believe the full story there, or maybe we're not getting the full story, but supposedly they develop and test experimental aircraft and weapons systems. The Air Force acquired the site in 1955, and that's when they started testing this U-2 aircraft. Do you know the U-2 plane? It's a spy plane that was developed over there. The thing is, this plane, they started developing this plane or the project that would become this plane, as I said, over at Site 1 in California. But they needed a new place, so they moved out to the Nevada desert because the U.S. had already used that land. The land was already set aside, so they thought it was the perfect location. Also because it was quite remote as well. Yeah, it was the perfect area. Solid, because, you know, you get a salt flat, you get a dry lake, that's as hard as a rock. So you've got flat terrain, an area that's already off-limits, off-limits es que no se permite ir ahí, remote, as we said before, it's not near anything, it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's also protected by two mountain ranges. So it was the perfect location to carry out their secret tests and also develop new materials and, well, all kinds of things that we shouldn't know about. Did you guys know about the U-2 plane? Well, yeah, sure, the U-2 plane. I know you know the group U-2, but supposedly that's where they got their name from. Aunque también significa tú también. And the reason we don't have so much information about this area is because the information is compartmentalized. What does that mean? That means if you're working on the landing gear of some futuristic plane, you're only going to see the landing gear. You're not going to see the whole plane. In fact, there were stories when I was researching this of when they wanted to test some new plane, well, half of the workers didn't have access to that plane. There's different levels of secrecy. And also, of course, you not just anybody can see anything there. So it's compartmentalized. I would say the only people who really know the whole story, the big picture, I would say those are the, the generals, you know, the, the, the big wigs, as we call them in English, los peces gordos. And who knows if they have all the information? Because when you look at it on Google Maps, you see buildings, you see a couple runways. But also, who's to say that there aren't underground buildings and bunkers and laboratories? Again, what happens is our imaginations start to run wild because we don't know. One thing we do know is that these, this stealth technology, and stealth, this is an interesting word, stealth is something that cannot be picked up 
on radar. So stealth technology, they use a special paint. You can take a look at these planes, the SR-71, which is a, a famous plane that was developed here, the U-2. So these planes that are so high-tech, so top-secret that they don't even want the American people to know what's going on there. Take a look at it. Stealth technology. When we talk about fighters nowadays, uh, fighters are cazas or reconnaissance airplanes or any of these, we're talking about stealth technology. Because let's be honest, nobody wants to be caught under the radar uh, because what happens next? You could get shot down. Derribado. It's a pretty logical word to shoot down. Now, we haven't mentioned too much about aliens yet. And, well, we're getting there. We are getting there. But this has always been associated with aliens. The highway that's near there is called the Extraterrestrial Highway. So there is an obvious fascination with aliens there. And, in fact, a lot of people think that they're doing what they call reverse engineering. They're getting alien craft, uh, UFOs, a UFO, remember in English we don't say UFO, we say UFO, which stands for Unidentified Flying Object. Another way we could say it too is a flying saucer. And the reason why is because a saucer is that little dish that you put under your teacup. I think it's pretty funny that they call it that. I think in Spanish you say the same thing. Don't you say platillo volante? Well, we would say a flying saucer. But I guess it's more common to say UFO because they're not always shaped like saucers. So UFO, not UFO, sino las tres letras. UFO. Lo mismo con VIP. No decimos VIP. O con esto del sueño, de los ojos. We don't say REM. We say R-E-M. Hey, we're talking about a lot of groups today. U2, R-E-M, que en español yo sé que los pronunciáis U2 y REM. No hablemos de este tema. Let's not talk about that one. We're going to talk more about the whole alien fascination and why people believe that there are aliens and alien spacecraft there at Area 51. As I said, we're going to hear all kinds of conspiracy theories and, well, just normal theories about what goes on at this base. But we'll do all that stuff in the bonus part of today's show. Remember, if you're a patron, you have access to the bonus stuff every week. And if not, and you're thinking about it, te lo estás planteando, well, just send me a message and say, hey, Alberto, can I take a listen or can I uh, have a look at your PDFs for this week? And I've got no problem giving you a free sample. Just let me know and see if it's something that interests you. So before they started testing weapons there, nuclear weapons and things like that in the Nevada desert, what was there before that? I mean, that's what I want to know. Well, this area called Groom Lake, as I said, the word groom is very interesting because the word groom is el que se casa, el novio. Y la novia is the bride. But yo creo que no tiene nada que ver con el novio. It's called Groom Lake. And it was a place that was full of mines, minas. There were silver mines, uh, silver being plata, and lead. The word lead is plomo. 
So it was always an area that was exploited, even though it wasn't near civilization. But of course, once World War II kicked off, the military took over this area and they began conducting research and doing tests. As I said before, mainly nuclear and weapons testing. So not the coolest place to hang out either. And we'll also talk about in the bonus part of today's show how some of the employees there have decided to sue the U.S. government. That's right, to sue is demandar, to take them to court. So aliens aside, there's a lot of controversy around this quirky place. And if you guys remember the word quirky, estrafalario, poco ordinario. So when did Uncle Sam officially acknowledge this place? Because as I said, 1955, 1956, that's when they started hanging out over there. But it wasn't until 2013 when the CIA, ahí tienes otra que se pronuncian las tres separadas, no es CIA, sino CIA. So the CIA acknowledged the existence of this place for the first time in 2013. I mean, we're talking decades and decades later. And this was because there were some declassified documents, as you guys know, uh, documents that are at one point classified. Sometimes, if we're lucky, they become declassified. And these documents kind of detailed the history and the purpose of Area 51. But don't think they gave us too much information. Again, they stick to their story, which is quite simple. We're just testing aircraft and weapons there, and it's top secret, so for national security, we've got to make sure nobody comes near here. And the consequences, if you decide to try and cross that gate... <laughs> we'll talk about it in the bonus part. But as I said before, don't even let the thought cross your mind, es la expresión. Que no, ni se te entra en la cabeza esa idea. Also, former president, remember former is anterior or antiguamente, former president Barack Obama was the first president in U.S. history to mention Area 51 in public. And this was at the Kennedy Center. It's a very famous theatrical institution in the United States. And he was at a ceremony there in 2013, the same year the CIA took the lid off it, right? The lid is la tapa, o sea, destapar, just to take the lid or to remove the lid. Another way to say to uncover. So 2013, President Obama, the CIA, they confirmed there is a place. It is called Area 51. In fact, the funniest part was Barack Obama, he cracked a joke. You can say to tell a joke or to crack a joke about Area 51. And now, as I said, it's become kind of a tourist trap, not the actual base, because you can't get anywhere near there. But in the town nearby, as I said, the name of the highway is the extraterrestrial highway. I mean, people come from all over the world to see if they can see a UFO or maybe they're skeptics. Maybe they're like, I don't believe it. I want to see it myself. And there's like a little trail, un camino ahí cerca 
which has alien-themed restaurants, motels, parades, festivals. I mean, there's a whole bunch of alien lovers or avid alien enthusiasts who go out there every year. Again, they don't go near the base because you're not allowed. And we will find out the consequences and much more about that alien aspect of the base too. But we'll do all that stuff in the bonus part of today's FYI. Ah.